Hello and welcome back to another episode of After This, uh, the greatest unification podcast on the entire internet and sometimes other random topics that are tangentially related, speaking <laughs> of tonight. And uh, my name is Daniel. My name is Carla. No, I'm Shannon. And uh, since we have had a few weeks of fairly serious and important chats with pretty, you know, important people doing various important things, uh, this time we thought instead we wouldn't think as hard and um, we thought we'd just talk about a lot of random different things, um, you know, because, uh, you know, you could get some of your hosts better and this is a lot simpler for us to plan. So um... steam. We're going to let off some steam. I didn't have a choice this week so... about thinking. It was just, yeah. <laughs> too no. much thinking, too yeah. much. So, because Carla doesn't know this yet, I thought it'd be fun to just say this on the stream, because Shannon knows that on Tuesday, around 7am in the morning, a car drove into my living room. Oh, no! <laughs> I thought I'd but, explain this, because it's a funny place to do it. Hang on, yeah. isn't your house kind of up a slight incline? Not really. It's more okay. like it's next to a main it's road. Um, oh shit! Because I've so, had I had a friend in high school whose um, house was like right on the bottom of a really steep hill, and oh yeah, two or three times during high school, their neighbors left the handbrake off and it rammed into their house. Oh, but wow. yours isn't set up like that. No, no, there's a slight, slight incline. But what happened was the guy's front left tire popped. I was coming up the road and swerved straight into our living room at 7 a.m. Oh, so, um, yeah, I thought it was I thought a garbage truck had tipped over and uh, I could hear the wheels spinning. And I was like, oh, God, something, someone might be hurt or something. But then uh, Imogen uh, ran out and said, no, no, it's something. You know, she, she just started swearing a lot, really, and <laughs> saying, come out and look, come out and look, basically. So I came out and looked and there was a car in the living room. Oh, so um, that was fun. Um, so that's what happened on Tuesday. No one was hurt. Our insurance is covering everything. Okay, but it means that was going to be my first question. <laughs> I don't have gas. The dude was there. The dude was there in the car. Just like, sorry, dude, this is actually where I parked my car. This <laughs> <laughs> is a reserved council spot. It just happens to be in your living room. Because so uh, I was going to say, so, Daniel, when I heard the news, I'm like, he's a long way off the road. Like, I, I, unless someone's gone straight into his house and forgot to do the right angle turn. <laughs> There's a better chance that a plane's hit his house. It's a bit of a distance, but if I can imagine if you're going up there at a, at a little bit of speed that your tire popped, you could go straight into the living room. So Ooh, it's mostly just gas. really cold now because we can't get in the lounge room and we have no gas. So um, you two are just going to have to cuddle have, a lot more. That's unfortunate. Exactly. Do you have gas heating? Uh, sorry, gas uh, stove or an electric stove? We have a gas stove. So and you have no heat. stove. <laughs> and gas hot water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> definitely shit. The so and of course, this happens during quarantine where you can't just, you know, go to your parents' house for a shower. And there's a sudden dip into the single digits in temperature. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Melbourne got warm last week, and then this week it's like yep. major cold snap again. Yeah, oh we have electric meters, and we have someone within five k's, which is Im's auntie and uncle, who uh, we can go shower at, and that's exactly what I did today, and it was amazing. <laughs> so, um, what, nice. what did your animals do? Because you've got a cat uh, and a dog. They didn't really react. I mean, we just kept oh, them in the room while we did yeah. everything, and they just slept in the room. So um, Ghostbusters yeah. and Barney were both completely fine. Um, Ghostbusters keeps trying to get into the room with the big hole in it. Yeah, but because he wants It's to been boarded up, so it's not actually a hole anymore, but mm -hmm. it, now we look like we all live in a drug den. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. 
So the delivery guys are coming up really hesitantly, and I'm like, oh, it's fine, (laughs) don't worry, and the dog starts barking. So you got the dog barking at the broken house, and it's like, no, it's fine, I'm a real person. (laughs) I'm imagining, (laughs) Daniel, that your cat, Ghostbusters, is sitting there just going, no, you're not calling me for this one, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he keeps trying to get in, and he succeeded a couple of times. The room is completely boarded off by, um... The fireys when they came, um, but yeah, now I've right. had to add a lot of extra barricade to stop Ghostbusters getting in. So that was my exciting event of the week. Yeah. I just thought I'd get some um, realistic reactions by um, telling you while you're being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> well, it takes even more than a car crashing into your house to like remotely dishevel you, Daniel. It's been my <laughs> life quest to like see I'm- you disheveled and out of control but it hasn't happened yet well i actually shampooed and conditioned my hair this morning so it's very luscious it does look luscious right man longer than it's ever been i say you've got a bit of a you've got like a bit of a quarantine mop going i do it is down back here it is crazy the love uh, heart at the front the love heart flick it's no idea no idea (laughs) yeah that is a good love heart slash page boy so now, after my super fun introduction about the um, sudden destruction that acted upon my house, um, I thought I would hand over to Carla mm-hmm. to throw us onto some random topics because she has some stuff. I have some stuff. So I've just gathered a, a couple of like conversation starter questions. Some of them are on theme to at least a slight degree, but uh, some of them are, are not. Uh, <laughs> this is more like a get-to-know-your-hosts episode, yeah. and the world federalism stuff, while we care about it, is kind of on the back burner this week. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> one spot there that I'll kind of go on a, a classic Carla tangent rant, but um, we'll see if we if we get to it. Anyway, so one type of question that I'm going to throw at you is some uh, would you rather. Uh-huh. So I reckon let's start with an absolute classic. You guys have no excuse for never having thought about this before. Would mm-hmm. you rather fight a hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, hey, definitely a hey. hundred, definitely a hundred. That's just because dude. of the amount of like self-confidence I have and like <laughs> imagining myself. Hold just, on, I mean, are you really thinking about how powerful a horse, even at that scale, would be, and then multiplying that by a hundred? Yeah, but those, those mofos can't turn like I can turn. I've got the turning circle more of a horse-sized duck, and I can out-turning like, circle those mofos and kick at the same time. But what if they I've come at you most... like a flying V and like envelop you all at once Dude, and crawl all over your body? I've played basketball my entire life. I'm a slam dunk my way out of this situation. <laughs> That's a fair point, though. We need to think about whether or not the 100 duck-sized horses, like how smart they are, if they can use team strategies. I don't think horses can bloody team strategize like that, let alone a bloody duck-sized horse brain. Well, the thing is... Have they got it, less chance? Are they a hive mind? Is this like, <laughs> is this like an, is this no! an omni-horse? Or is this it's like... Freaky, this like individual... Like through, they turn into praying mantises and like... <laughs> if they all just have like a feet. I mean, if you're thinking about it, like a horse can't really get up to you. It has no method of attacking up. It more just relies on trampling, hmm. and if they're really small, you'd have to they follow. They can't trample much, when and they, like just... they have that back kick, but they're like the the range is going to be like yeah. six inches. So. I, I'm more thinking that if fifty of them rammed you in the leg really fast, and then the other fifty just concentrated on battering you to death when you were down, that Look, they well, could be really dangerous. We're going personal now. When I was three years old, my mum took me to Latrobe 
university and I got attacked by a mob of geese. (laughs) (laughs) This is giving me my situation to be giant and reverse the situation onto them. If you give me... A giant duck-sized horse. That is all that trauma back at me. Old freeze. Be like, mum, mum. You mean horse-sized duck? Yeah, horse-sized duck. No, if it if it was a goose or a swan, then absolutely you take the horses. Ducks are a bit. They're not as like not quite as terrifying as geese. But I'm trying to imagine a beak the size of a of a horse, (laughs) and he's just like, I'm just going to start pecking for the fun of it, and then you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> I'm just gonna back up. I'm just gonna back up trauma on this one and go. Look, I don't think it mat- I don't think I have the cognitive function to go. Oh, there's something giant that looks like oh, it's a duck, not a goose. So I'm. Thanks, yeah, trauma. Yeah, I could just, just say the back a there. loaf of good bread, <laughs> and all that like memory would come back to the duck, and you'd be like, "What's this for?" And it would be like, "Terminate." <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd just get ducked. You know, yeah. absolutely yeah. ducked. So I reckon I would probably take the horses because I don't the little horses because I don't think they'd be able to. I don't know how. Like it, it depends if they're high fight horses. I don't want that because I that's think not high fight. I think we assume that they're they're standard horse this. intelligence, uh-huh. but all their like physical like their strength is shrunk uh, proportionally. Yeah, so they'd be yeah. very. They'd probably be very powerful for their size, but. Still, they're only the sons of a Do they all, do they all, to horse do they all live in proximity of each other? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they're like but, a horse. So they're neighbours. They're horse. <laughs> no, 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 no I, I actually like what you brought up there. Maybe we have a hundred horses scattered around the globe with their own personalities and agendas, but they all have the one mission to kill you. So you never know when they're going to come. Look, Where, what context? And that, that is may as well. That may as well be hive mind right there, Daniel. Like you don't mind. know if in the middle of the night, through your skylight, one of them's going to smash in and start just like biting your neck or something. Like, yeah, and then much, two weeks I might later, like that, Daniel. You're going to learn for a while now. If, <laughs> if you were as intelligent as you are now, even uh-huh. if you magnify it so there's a hive mind of a hundred versions of you, but you are a horse, like I would get nothing done. You uh-huh. would. What would you get done? You can't speak nothing. English. You can do that trick where, like, they count by hitting the hoof on the ground, but that's only going to get it you into... I don't have the patience versus, right? So what is what is motivating them to go after you? Is there an innate genetic switch in their brain that says that person has to die? Yes. In, which case, in, in which case, they might run away and think about it and fight you later, because I think horses might have that ability. But I, I, I feel like you could keep your eye on the duck. <laughs> but I feel like the horses might figure something out and sneak in somewhere through a um, dog flap or something. Or through a giant hole in your living room where the car came through. That, that is it. Actually, maybe um, it was secretly driven by a horse. And unless you put me in, and unless you put me more than 10 kilometers away from water, I will beat the horses because they can't swim. That's Ooh. true. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're not very good swimmers. Why, why do you say... 10k. Do you think you could race a horse? Ten horses. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, also I've, thinking about driving in like crazy a small legs. car or like a motorbike or a bicycle, and then all of a sudden, a duck-sized horse—sorry, a horse-sized duck—flies out of nowhere <laughs> and just like 
clips you off the bike and imagine, throws you like 10 meters. Imagine <laughs> it like a horse sized magpie in swooping season. Ooh. Ooh. It's just like you're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. All of a sudden, this giant shadow on the horizon. Your yeah, only chance would be to avatar that stuff and get them from above and then like Which? land on one of those things and then fly. And you... So, due to the life. terror of a gigantic duck attacking yeah. my car and house. Couldn't handle it. I am going to go for the horses. Stick with 100 duck-sized horses. All right, this next one is for Dan specifically. Okay. Would you rather work at the UN or uh-huh. as Mickey Mouse at Disneyland for the rest of your life? <laughs> oh, I was so ready to say not the UN, but now, now you made it hard. Um, yeah, look... I would probably find a way. Look, honestly, it's not actually that big a question. I, I would find a way to make the UN not drive me insane. Because I feel like Mickey Mouse, I'd just have like ice cream on me and it would be really hot and I'd be yeah. stuck in a suit. And they're like, no, you've got to be out there for two more hours entertaining the kids. But the kids are the one that threw the ice cream on me and I'm, I've had enough of it, right? <laughs> I've had enough. And I'm like, I could have worked at the UN. And everyone's like, yeah, right, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so due to that reality uh i would find a way to make the un not bad you heard it here folks <laughs> you know it would be but i would find a way to make it better than the mickey mouse situation i would find a way for daniel to work in for the un in a mickey mouse costume <laughs> As the U.S. ambassador. Best I mean, that is the way yeah. America's going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Sorry, a no-brainer for me. I'm Disney oh. recently finished Marvel, and now they've purchased the U.S. government. So uh, Mickey Mouse <laughs> is now the ambassador to the U.N. <laughs> and, 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 and Donald Trump is the new Captain America. <laughs> no, no, Captain America. Don't you dare cross the wires of Chris Evans and Donald Trump in my mind. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just <laughs> like... Guardians of the Galaxy 4, Donald Trump will be um, Star-Lord's grandfather. <sighs> I mean, I'm not as obsessed with Star-Lord as I am with um, Captain America. So oh, okay. There we go. Okay, so it's older Captain America. Like, he's aged finally, <laughs> and it's turned into Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. No, let's move off this topic quickly. I'm going to put my veto with the UN. <laughs> See, this is if Mickey Mouse is at the UN. <laughs> All right, the final would you rather question. Uh, it was a great one that I found online. Would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse mermaid? So reverse centaur, head of the horse, body of the human. <laughs> Oh, it feels like Bojack Horseman. <laughs> and then obviously Reverse Mermaid, head of the fish, body of the human. Oh, uh, well, they about... have human intelligence in both. This is this is a real this is a really 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 tough question for me because like <laughs> fish are like my most obsessed like knowledge thing. If I was going to get a pet, it would be a fish. But I'm like a Sagittarius, so like I'm the half horse half man. But you're rever- trying to reverse me, so it's like a really Conflict what kind of what kind of fish are we reversing? It would have to like, be what? a parrot fish. It would have to be the parrot fish, that really pretty one that we see in the child books with that little shiny thing. Oh, the that's drink. the one where he's got looking for his scale mm. or something. Mm. Yeah, and oh, there's a I super cool that. one. Oh dear lord! 
Google it. It looks horrific. Okay. It doesn't look as cute as it does in the picture book. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? I like his genuine smile, though. That I mean, that's what really makes terrifying. it work for me. <laughs> no. um, maybe you have to be one of those ones, the anglers, that sit at the bottom of the ocean with the little light on the end of their oh, face. Yeah, the little Johnny Dangler. Angler fish. <laughs> Yeah, anglerfish. That looks horrifying as well. So, um, okay, so what's my lifespan? Like, what kind of fish am I? Oh, you'd have a human lifespan. Human lifespan, human intelligence. So is it like uh, human breathe air? Span? Let's make it, like, okay, let's say if you're as the, as the reverse mermaid, you can breathe air or water. Uh-huh. Oh, cool. That's a big advantage. Um, what about as a <laughs> bonus? Would fins, Kanye like... West be friends with me? Would Kanye West be friends <laughs> 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 Only if you become a gay fish. <laughs> I, I, might, I might bring that out of him, won't it? He's just like, he's like, sorry, Kim Kardashian, but this you the truth. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing, and it's very South strange. South Park. Fish sticks? The one where he, like, when they tell the joke, do you like fish sticks? And he's like, I'm not a gay, like, like what are yeah, you a gay like, fish? Do you like fish sticks in your uh, mouth? I yeah, see. fish sticks in my mouth? Well, that must mean and he's, like, he's coming up, he like, can't understand it, why. So he tries to do this whole thing with all these people with the big whiteboard to figure out why the joke makes sense. He's like, is it because I'm a lyrical genius? He's <laughs> like, no, it's it's just you like fish sticks. <laughs> and then he like kills someone or something. I can't remember. Like it's it's yeah. crazy. So right. okay. So yeah, internals yeah. internals of a human mm. within the mm. fish. But I have legs, so I can't really move very quickly in the ocean. Like oh, you could put like um, the fins swimmer off. fins on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, what about the land? What about the horse? The, the centaur? It seems like it's whether you want to like live with the phrase, so why the long face or something smells fishy in here? And you're just going to hear that way too many times in your life. I, I feel like you could probably escape human beings a lot easier if you were the fish one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, if you were mm-hmm. the horse one, you're around a lot more people who are going to maybe try and hunt you and put you in a circus. Um, so for that reason, I would pick fish because I feel like the centaur one would end up in a zoo or something. Daniel, I, I'm with you. We could do Sea of Thieves as fish-headed people. That that does sound really good, actually. Yeah, Sea of Fish. i think for me one of the key things is with the reverse centaur like does the human frame and neck have the strength to carry a horse head or would you kind of be like would you just have little dinky legs then you'd have to balance i reckon daniel be right but i reckon i might struggle (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean I'm, i'm trying to think like i guess you'd have to balance like on the fr- on the middle legs, because like you'd have a front set of horse legs and these little human ones dangling out your butt. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I love that image. So you're kind of That's just balancing on the two, <laughs> and you'd have these little back ones just sort of flailing in the air. I feel like this is a really bad animal you designed, Carla. <laughs> this is like this is. Can you, can you imagine? It's just these like token legs sticking out the butt of a horse. <laughs> Instead of like a functional horse, that's really you've just made a horse worse. That's really all you've done. Either that, or you've made a human disappear. <laughs> like it's. Just, but then the thing was with centaurs, right? The they start the human waist is the cutoff, 
and the neck is the cutoff for this for the centaur's bottom usually. So that would mean that in reversing the cutoff, you're you'd cut off you'd basically have a head sticking out of a waist. There's no arm. <laughs> <laughs> so basically <laughs> reversing the cutoffs here you're basically a set of human legs with a horse head sticking out of the, the waist area which sounds like a really dumb animal <laughs> that sounds pretty bad I think it <laughs> me to go for the reverse mermaid <laughs> reverse mermaid so, you know, look honestly my main reason is you're away from people but then the more I broke down reverse centaur the more I realised it's just the worst of both worlds it's pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah good work alright I'm going to move <laughs> now onto a section that I want to call Worst answers only. Oh, fantastic. So, which four people from history would you invite to a dinner party? Worst answers only. Oh, which four people would you invite? I think think the key to this question is the combinations of people. Right. All right. Okay. So, so, um, Mm. I'm going to start off with Gandhi. Mm -hmm. And and then... Popular, like actual answer so i'm very interested to see where you go with the rest of these mm-hmm. <laughs> then i'm gonna would be very good i'm gonna uh, fucking inv- invite gilgamesh to the table <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and then wait 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 i don't know finish yours finish yours I'm still no 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 anyway. i've got two more i've got two more um you have four four i've said four yeah. but we can we can go up and down. So Gilgamesh, Genghis Khan, and uh, John Curtin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know almost nothing about Gilgamesh. I've heard the name, but what? Can you give me a? I'm just trying he's, to Google. Uh, he's it, just, he's just, he's just, he's just, he's the king of Sumeria. He's like one of those the old school badass guys. So in Sumeria was oh, one of the be... first civilizations that ever existed. I think it is actually the one that's dated to be the oldest. Because yeah. it was like two cities or three cities or something, and it was classed as more than just a city kingdom. It was like a civilization. Because you know, once they breach, once they go beyond one town, you're something mm. else, or a kingdom, or an empire, or something. That makes sense. So he'd yeah. be a lot of fun. I like that. And just just to add the Australian touch in, I thought I'd chuck our first prime minister in there. <laughs> Just no, to be really like, so hey, how, hey, witness culture appropriation. Woo! So how, <laughs> do you, how do you feel the interaction would go between these four? Swimmingly. Like, swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, clearly a whole time dilation warp will happen and um, Gandhi will recreate social justice warriors of complete power throughout time and make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> and that is totally not what will happen. Like... And fast of the truth, that's the worst answer only. Yeah. Woo! That's my. That's my. Oh, good. I like that. I quite like having Gandhi alongside. It's just. It's a good addition. Yeah, yeah. Gandhi. It's just a good addition. It would yeah. make it kind of a mess. Yeah, I like. Yeah. It. Okay, so I reckon my my quadruple would be um, Hitler. Yeah. So first. So yes. he's obviously a very easy one to set people off. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus. <laughs> so actual Jesus. So they can have a very cordial conversation. <laughs> um, the first 
primate that was technically human in the evolutionary <laughs> chain. <laughs> you know, the, the, the missing link or whatever they call it, the one which that's is first. Jesus, yeah, which is Jesus. So like a, so like yeah okay yeah so <laughs> but like so a proto human that's technically human uh-huh. and um oh I had a fourth one I've already started forgetting who the fourth one was oh who would be a good fourth one um I like the three that you've got so far because you've got like this proto human so it's it's a being that is you know, capable of just as deep thought as we are. Um, And then, but it probably hasn't been, you know, exposed to any of these ideas because it's the first, uh, you know, know. Uh, and then you've got Jesus and Hitler, like giving, giving that proto-human their different viewpoints on philosophy and fighting over it. What's (laughs) the first one going to be? And then Qin Shi Huangdi. Who Ooh, was the that? first emperor of China? Who was the um, the 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 emperor of the Qin Dynasty, uh-huh. which predates uh, the Roman Dynasty? The, so the Roman Empire uh, predates all the Aryan crap that Hitler talked about, and uh, <laughs> predates Jesus. Obviously, <laughs> it's like he had this gigantic empire that ran across like a third of modern China or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a really big accomplishment. Uh, so it was like the first, the first empire. So yeah, yeah I, I can imagine the kind of conversation he might have with, with Hitler, uh, Hitler um, yeah. because Hitler has this really strong, strong mentality that the Aryan race is the one that's the most martially dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jesus, of course, would have just a great time talking to these two unequivocal genocidal warlords um and then proto-human wouldn't know what's happening but he'd be like are we like similar like what's happening (laughs) in this version like i'm imagining proto-human can talk english sorry speak in english i I think i I can't talk english (laughs) (laughs) i think for the sake of this question you need to have like just everyone can understand each other that's just a a given and yes, and just I didn't I need to change one of my answers. I replaced John John Curtin with Queen Victoria. Oh yes. That would also just because I would love to see a conversation Queen between Vic- Queen Victoria and um and Genghis Khan having a like having like a, a, a staunch off about conquering land. <laughs> and I, and Gandhi as well. Yeah, Gandhi would be a, yeah, like Queen Vic I, and Gandhi. That'd be a. Intense- <laughs> I think sorry I want to I want to add option two uh-huh. which is like my second version um which would be um uh George Washington mm-hmm. and John Adams so John yes. Adams is the second president of the United States I know that from Abra- Abraham Lincoln and then Donald Trump. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> having three extremely educated, sort of like high points of the U.S. presidencies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you could add Roosevelt in there instead, or something. But the thing is, those actually, yeah, that would be good. So you have George Washington, then you'd have um, Abraham Lincoln, then you'd have Roosevelt, like World War Two Roosevelt, not Teddy Roosevelt, and then, um, and then. Um, Donald Trump. Trump. And then the four of them can talk about presidential policy and yeah. the history of the US and all those things. And we can you have want, a lot of, you know, 
agreement going on. You'd want the three pre- US presidents that were like the most dignified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Which is the, which is when I'm trying to think about it is those three pretty I, much. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. They're I'm, all the ones that sort of sat at the helm and successfully kind of navigated them through major wars or something like that, or major moments of like. Uh, civil unrest and they brought the country together and made things happen mm. whereas donald trump is kind of the antithesis of that <laughs> yes. so it would be a lot of fun watching them um, have a very civil conversation it's like so what's america like now 2020 that's crazy <laughs> it's like well i got a lot of news for you <laughs> oh that would be a train wreck and i'd love it <laughs> all right uh, next question for Worst answers only. Um, and this one, I think I'm going to have a caveat that it, you can't reuse any of the people that you used for the first answer because the question is going to be, if you could appoint a real-life <laughs> political leader from anywhere in history to be the supreme ruler of the world, who would it be? Oh, so Stalin, no question. Off, no. <laughs> oh, we haven't knocked off Stalin. <laughs> if you're talking say, worst answers only. No, hold on, no, bro, let me think. Um, Although Stalin... No, 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 no. Okay, no. What <laughs> I'm going to whip out as like my my pinnacle of um, worst choices mm-hmm. would probably be Caligula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, Cal- Caligula was the Roman emperor who basically just um, had people kill each other for fun. So oh. the thing is, he got he was basically insane. Mm-hmm. And so he just ordered the, um, you know, he ordered the empire to do all kinds of insane crap. I can't remember what exactly, but like, you and know, he did say you can't reuse Donald Trump. <laughs> no, no, this is like, this is like uh, <laughs> Donald Trump in his fever dreams of what he wish he could become one day. This is like, you know, you'd throw people into the pit to fight people in gladiatorial combat because you felt like it and they, you thought it was funny and then force people to drink themselves to death, like stuff like that. It's just, this guy was insane. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to look up examples of things Caligula did. Yeah, well, look up some examples. My, I reckon... my, initial, my initial answer was, but it's not actually the worst answer, but my initial answer was Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I could think of worse because that would actually like bring a smile to my face. And uh, so I could... <laughs> give me a quick bio of Dennis Rodman. Um, NBA basketball player, badass, Jordan era. Then randomly got a personality where he had to get a whole bunch of tattoos and piercings, and. He's just gone crazy, and now he's like best mates with King Jong Un, and like bringing NBA players over to to North Korea to play some sweet ass basketball. I've heard of that guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> One of I those like things. That. Yeah, yeah. just like he could he could do good things. <laughs> I don't have a specific answer, but I would pick one of the like uh, child kings from like maybe from ancient Egypt or something like that. Someone who like gained power when they were like four. Um. Oh, yeah. And then they had no power whatsoever. Cause mm. they're... Well, yeah, actually, but in this hypothetical, they, they were actually in charge. So that's, mm. they're like put the entire, you know, uh, output of the world to be focused on chocolate ice cream or something. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I reckon, no, but I'm going to go, oh, and I've already mentioned his name before, but it wasn't in the last one, but Kanye West, imagine being ruled by somebody who sees the world in sound. 
Cecil. <laughs> he's got a oh right, because he's got that. Um, he's oh, got synesthesia. that synesthesia, and that's why he's so good at music. If you see the dude, he can literally like cut up an entire like sample of music, put it on a keyboard, and like sample it with a keyboard by like I don't know doing this tech stuff because he can just. <laughs> see the sound algorithm needing to assemble in a certain way and he can manually do it. But he wants to rule the world. Like documentaries on Kanye West because I would like to watch one. I think think he's absolutely amazing, but it's just like there's a sense of like reality distortion between (laughs) what he sees and feels and what we see and feel. And (laughs) I need to find more of the stories, but like I remembered, I thought it was Caligula, maybe it was Nero or something (laughs) that, ordered the um soldiers to go and stab the sea because they um <laughs> they were angry with Poseidon or something or Neptune oh, no. because apparently like one of his his friends ship sunk and they blamed Neptune or Poseidon this might have been a Greek leader actually I know there's a few insane ones but like what they did was they ordered the um the army to march down to the beach and stab the water to get back at Neptune <laughs> Can you imagine receiving that order <clears throat> and like getting to the ocean and just being like I mean, I guess, I guess we just dunk the dagger. The, pro- the problem into is that, like, water. a lot of the soldiers would be like, "This is insane," but there'd be like some like Roman Praetorians there or something like, uh, "Yeah, but you're going to do it." Yeah. <laughs> and wouldn't they get all rusty? They wouldn't have had stainless steel back then. Oh, probably. Oh but, my you know, god! Can you imagine if that paid for it. if that was like a turning point in a war later on? Is that like all of their weapons have rusted? <laughs> Dabbing the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I I don't remember who it was. That's the thing is Caligula comes to mind quickly because I know he did a lot of crazy stuff. But when I, I look him up, all the descriptions are really long. I think it must really be one of Daniel's relatives, and he's strategically forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> I know Daniel. I know you're related to a damn sea stabber. I, I'm gonna give up on trying to find these little things because everything I find is quite long when they're describing yeah, no, all the horrible okay. things. But he's we always equivocated. We get the vibe. People always equate him to horrible decision making and being insanely cruel. So um, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I've got my final answer. Oh, is, yep, uh, yep, yep. My final answer is that flat Earth dude. Um, <laughs> oh, the guy who runs it. Oh, the guy in that, in in the 18, 1840s He went under that weird persona oh, name. Oh, wait, hold on. I have a new. I have a new one that I have to answer that with. Nigel Farage. Purely because, can you imagine him running the world and caring about anything except the UK? (laughs) Like, he's sitting there with the budget and the infrastructure bill and everything, and he's like, let's just spend 99% of it on on the UK and 1% on everything else. He's Googling world GDP, and it is 80, (laughs) oh, hang on, is that 80,000 trillion or is that 80 trillion? Oh, that is it's too many zeros. I mean, not not zeros. Numbers, yeah. I was going to say, whatever that is, that's right. the budget for the UK. And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be very one-sided budgeting. Okay, next question. If you could appoint a fictional character to attempt a coup over your first answer, who would that be? Uh, the Emperor in 40K. Okay. Yep. Can... Question. Because in 40K... The Emperor of Mankind, who doesn't actually have a name, does lead a gigantic civil war and uh, unite humanity and then spreads across the entire galaxy. So we know Very warlike figure, but he does actually get that done. So Good I'm like, job done. 
if that if I could see on videotape Nigel Farage versus the Emperor from 40k, <laughs> that would be <laughs> the greatest millisecond of television I've ever seen. <laughs> so 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 the I want old I want my um all benevolent ruler to be that flying dog from the never ending story. Oh yeah. The dragon dog. Oh, oh, what's its name? I forget its name. What's that thing called where like you you see the same thing just coincidentally uh like like you never heard of this thing and then you hear of it and then you hear about it several mm. times in the next week. I've got that this week with a never-ending story. This really? has got to be at least the third, maybe the fourth time in the last couple of days that someone has mentioned the never-ending story to me. Yeah, I've, I've not mentioned the never-ending story for like 12 years before. Right? That's <laughs> <laughs> not one of those things I ran, like, just, just oh, yeah, never-ending. I'm just like, oh, yeah, never-ending story, dog, you know? <laughs> like, it should be like deja vu, but like slightly different. I don't yeah. know. It's just like one of those things, it's like when I'm... Um, when I was like working traffic control, I'd never seen like one of my like work vans before. But as soon as he worked for me, like, oh, there's like forty of them on my drive home. Yeah. <laughs> See one, and it's like blip, blip, blip. Though, if I was going to give you a real answer that wouldn't lead to like a massive military dictatorship, which is probably mm. what the forty k emperor would, it would just be Jean Luc Picard. Oh, he'd be from Star Trek. Can you imagine? Like... Picard dictator. as like president of Earth. So oh. wise. It'd be so good. Everything so good. would be so good. <laughs> Can you imagine if you could click your fingers and Jean-Luc Picard was suddenly the president of America instead of Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, it's like the world would change. <laughs> imagine 195 Picards in charge of each individual nation. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, oh, that would be so good. I'd love that. But yeah, that would be definitely my real answer. I really want to see the Emperor murder Nigel Farage in half, like, a nanosecond. A nanosecond, um, yeah. But I would realistically like to see Jean-Luc just sort of be like, no, I'm taking over now. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, yep, I know you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm sitting <laughs> down now. He's, he's well known as, like, this great leader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, makes me want to watch the rest of Picard now. I actually haven't seen beyond the first few episodes. Um, I, I want Carl Sagan. I want to become a full-fledged Saganist with Carl that Sagan as my old benevolent be, leader. That would also be pretty good. Although I, just like... I don't know if he knows a lot about politics, but he knows a hell of a lot about. I think he uh, could assemble some good politicians, though. Probably, yeah. Actually, that's yeah. a good point. That's a very good he'd point. He'd be like, he'd listen to specialists and everything. I think he would. I think he's just a well-rounded listener to people that are good and passionate and have a kind heart. Good for him, and to like have that much crazy science to go on inside his head, and to sound so passionate and calm and just caring. And it's that's that's who I want to speak to me and on behalf of my people. My favourite thing about that reality is that if you were, like, a supporter of Carl Sagan, you would introduce yourself by saying, I'm a Saganist, and everyone would be like, a Satanist! And you'd be <laughs> or would you be I a Saganite? Saganist, Satanist. Oh, hail, hail Sagan! <laughs> uh, I love if he died in 999 or something, like 1999, so that could be his number. Oh, I don't know what year he died in. It was like, oh, maybe it was the too 80s. Soon. Too soon. That's too soon. Well, 90s? It's easy enough okay. to Google. Let me just Google that. Unless he was in pain and then... then... Uh, 96. 96. Oh, so close. Taking three more 999 being his number. 
Because as we all know from the end of days, the, the secret devil's number is 999. But, Remember yeah. that Arnie Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie? Where he like fights yeah. the devil because it's the turn of the millennium, he's going to come back and kill everyone? Oh, it's, it's really, it's bad but great at the same time. <laughs> yeah. What was it called? It's called End of Days. I watched, I, I rented it when I was like 12 or something. <laughs> and you still had <laughs> to return to Blockbuster existed. <laughs> Blockbuster <laughs> oh, still knocking on the doors because they're still trying to roll up all the money. That's Are there not... any blockbusters left in Melbourne? I'm trying to think. I, th- nah, they, I don't think so. The only no. thing there would be there might be a vending machine blockbuster somewhere. That's about it. <laughs> Is that one in Greensboro that was on like the main that was on like the main road stuck around for a really long time after all the other ones? Did again, it? <laughs> oh, Greensboro. Greensy. If you Google Blockbuster, oh, this is sad. Blockbuster has their own streaming service that I've never heard of, and no one's ever heard of. (laughs) You guys should have bought Netflix when you had the chance. (laughs) Oh, that's like you see those that show that Yahoo Yahoo had the opportunity to buy Google for like two billion dollars or something, and they said no. And then they had another opportunity for like six billion two years later, and they still said no. And then they sold them; they got bought themselves by someone else for like uh, a third of it, a third of that number or something. Oh, it's bad. Poor Blockbuster. Yeah, very little. Um... My early, I think my earliest memories of Blockbuster is going in and renting a Nintendo sixty four when do I was, that? yeah, no, when I was like eight or nine, whenever they came out, I rented a sixty four on Lilat Wars. And you had to like put down a deposit that would cover the whole console, but they paid it back, obviously. And you just go home and you play Lilat Wars. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Blockbuster was sick masochists that would have a weekly available borrow for Counter Strike. So when you decided to play the game, 20 other people had the same sick. I do I do remember a brief period where you could you could rent out PC games and I was like what are they doing because you'd rent all the PC games you install them all go to game trainers and get the um the patches for them and then you had 20 free games well seven dollar games I just got a CD burner and bought a got a got a chip for all my things this is kind of like borrowed games and just I mean, back in the ancient times when um, you could, like, patch games to not run the CD keys. Am I allowed to admit these things, or are they going to come up? I was just wondering about that. Statute of limitations, I figure, on pirating software. Actually, no, it's Blockbuster's Um, fault. Blockbuster gave me (laughs) approval. They said, don't worry about it. We're going under in 15 years anyway. It's going to blow over. <laughs> in the blockbuster. All right, I want to um, seed a question now and then move on to a different question because I think it's a tricky one that we should think about a bit. And that was if you could pull a worldwide prank or like trick everybody in the world into believing or doing one thing, what would you do with that power? While we think about that, this is actually okay, more of a. If, if we're talking about prank, I feel like I already got a good idea. Oh, all right, go for it. Everyone. I'm going to assume that I can't actually do this, but everyone thinks I can. So okay. I'm going to make it so that if you say the word the, oh, you no. poo your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the world is 100% certain that if they say the word the, they're going to poo their pants. So then for the entire world to have to stilt their conversations away from saying the word the for as long <laughs> as until they realize. 
if that just meant that everyone had to, you know, slow down their speech and take their time with what they were like crafting the sentence and their <laughs> arguments. And that turned out to like have this amazing positive effect in the world because everyone was a bit more thoughtful before they opened their mouths. That could be a nice side effect. Absolutely. <laughs> I kind of want to see someone just yell the to see it and then nothing happens, but everyone thinks they're going to poo themselves. I don't know. <laughs> I feel and like then they're like, nothing happened. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, you've just got some good pants on. That's what's <laughs> happening here. <laughs> I would like to play the prank that if anyone was to be an inconsiderate asshole towards someone else, they would spontaneously get pink eye really badly. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like you <laughs> like, ah, he's a bad person. Look at him. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of good things that I feel like involve uh, public physical humiliation. We can circle back to this because I feel like there's got to be more gems uh, <laughs> to come out with if you want to go to something else. We can think of something else. So um, this one I thought would be a question that you'd be really interested in, Shannon. And I kind of want a best answer and a worst answer for this one, which is if you could set the primary school curriculum, um, let's say for the entire world, um, what would you teach our children at that impressionably um, young age? I would. Yeah. This is my serious answer, um, just straight off the top of the head. I would teach them what they want to learn and then incorporate ways of the fundamental system that we know that teaches the structure to support what they know. So teach them what they know and just jet set them in towards their passion and support that as far as they can. And when they're ready to sort of catch up and whatnot, obviously have certain curriculum times, like almost split it up 50-50, like, because they <laughs> still need a supporters, like you know, your social structure and, but yeah, just mm. work out a way that kids can just accelerate and just be supported in that. So everyone gets to actually be themselves and see everyone else be themselves and thrive mm. in that and then come together and learn what it takes to make society and actually teach common sense. Because how many times have I heard that common sense isn't common anymore? Well, why not, people? Why didn't we vote to fix our education system 10 years ago? And why are we expecting smart decisions to happen today? Because we didn't <laughs> fix the education system 10 years ago. Ah, that's what I, 55 I vaguely remember. Really I, idea, I think it was like Sweden or Norway or something, one of those good countries, um, where <laughs> apparently that they had something in place where they were trying to basically get the kids to decide like the categories they learnt or something, mm. and then they'd structure how like what the curriculum was around what the kids were interested in. Like I I, I don't know. I don't know how they structured see, this. I can see how it would work if you let the the kids choose their own kind of content of what they're learning, but then teach them really good frameworks for understanding that that mm. content. So, like you know, logic and and research and yeah, um, uh, yeah. Because that's the problem that a lot of school, I think, it completely moves away from proper context. And obviously you learn stuff so quickly when you're doing it yourself because you're trying to achieve something, you know, like mm. you're trying to get something done and you happen to learn a lot in the process. And I think it's, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's hard though because there are some things that you really are so useful to learn, but they really mm -hmm. suck to learn. Like I yeah. still remember in primary school being forced to memorize uh, multiplication tables, mm. but just like writing them out constantly. And that was 
just the worst, but I'm really glad that I just know what six times seven is. Like for the yeah. rest of my life, I what just you know that. Yeah. yeah. You don't even think of it. No, oh, never. And I was right. interested in maths and science and I still would never have done that by choice. And yeah. learning, it's the same with uh, touch typing. I remember they put blankets over our hands and basically uh, said, try and type words. And you're just like, <laughs> and now I can type without looking at a keyboard, like at all. Uh, and so uh, it pays off. That's at one important. stage, they deleted all the games off our computers except for, like, um, Zombie of the Dead bloody key shoot em up and you had yeah, to type to that. shoot the zombies. Oh, Typing that of the Dead. Really typing really of the Dead, that's dead. it. Yeah. And in the cutscenes, they had that, like, uh, like harness with a keyboard in front of them <laughs> instead of a gun. That oh, was man, so good. Typing of the Dead, I remember that. Um, and my worst answer would be defund the defund the public education system and um, make them watch nothing but episodes of repeat of The Apprentice by Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> to make the world great. <laughs> and that's how we would win. Can I can I um, just interject with what my worst answer? I don't really have an amazing answer because I think Shan's good answer was actually pretty good. My, I didn't even my, have to think about it. Thanks for asking me that. My, my <laughs> worst answer, though, would be to tell them that um, the world outside of their school and their little... Whatever school or little town that they're in, everything outside of it is hostile and hates them and is out to kill them. <laughs> Every single school in the world so that no one trusts anyone outside of their town Forevermore. I mean, that would be like Mad Max within 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and just to give everyone a little bit of pre context, um, my dad's a high school teacher, biology, chemistry, physics, maths, um, year seven to 12, and my mum's a um, professor. Um, and she went through, um, you know, lecturing, senior lecturer, and all those sort of things. So um, I, was, education I, got, I got educate. I got to see, I got to see to see the difference between how the education system is, how they wanted to change it, and how they actually let me de develop and learn and grow and just had to learn to give me the information when I wanted to learn it and love me no matter who I was. So it was mm -hmm. like a good basis for how um, a real loving education system should be for everybody. And I think yeah. that's available at all times always going to catch you find your specialties directly like just be happy for you succeeding in anything but then always there to propel you to the next level if you're prepared to put the work in and, and that's the most important thing i don't know in. if it's just a case of funding or not but i mean like you always hear about it like schools under pressure to basically cram people through or not let people take exams or whatever it is to basically keep the averages up yeah. And like that becomes one of the primary focuses, and like yeah. it should lead to better performance, better performing schools. But what it leads to is people manipulating systems. It, exactly, you can't measure it's it because learning and intelligence and yeah, it's just, just learning is incredibly difficult to measure. Mm. And uh, society, for better or worse, are obsessed with measuring things. So you got to measure a mm. um, like a stand-in. And that's not the same thing. So I think crazy. that's what Imogen told me about ViewBank because you went to ViewBank mm. as well, didn't you? Yeah, Apparently, yeah. they stopped a couple of kids from doing their exams. 
Yeah, that's better. Like, they basically with... say, don't take them because we don't want the school average to go yeah, down. Yeah, because it'll, it'll be bad. That's common with private schools and schools like Bank College that wishes they were a private school. Uh, and St. Helena. They wouldn't let me in because they didn't get to charge ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to stay stupid. I don't remember, I don't remember my English schools doing it. I, I, I went to two. But I don't remember anyone. What they did, though, is they had this thing called the foundation tests and the mm. normal tests. Basically, the foundation tests were a lot easier. So there's like the same test with a lot more hints, basically. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't get more than a C. So it was basically for people who, you know, were you know having a harder time with school, but they wanted to get something. Mm. Um, whereas the normal test basically was fewer hints a normal question basically hang on <laughs> and was it was the official name normal test no okay psychologically damaging i think it was just called like i mean you had your gcse's and your a levels which is kind of like year 11 and year 13 which is the same here as year 10 and 12 um uh, and they had daniel and, i don't know if you've read harry potter but sorry so I think they're called the owl level. I don't know if you've read Harry Potter, but... Ah, yeah, the O-level equivalent, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, I have read Harry Potter. <laughs> no, actually, I don't really remember. I stopped reading in the Order of the Phoenix. Anyway, uh, I feel like we're going... Sorry, Do we have any other actual questions? I've got, I've, got, I've got a bit of information. What do you guys reckon of this? That if I had have, like, gotten sick for my exams, that my GAT score would have given me an extra 20 points on my enter score than the actual marks that I got. <laughs> Wait, wait, your GAT score? What's a GAT yeah, score? Yeah, so the GAT score is like, hey, if you are sick and you can't do these classes, we're going to see how like smart you are compared to the other people that do this mm. this um, like, thing. You know? It's like a really general test. Yeah, general, like general. It's supposed to be, yeah, just a general, not not an IQ measure, but like it has like an English section and a science section. And, and a math then section. if you, if something happens that just ruins your final VCE exams, they use the GAT score to bump them up if uh, okay. Like yeah. if if you know if your mum dies or if you're sick or something, yeah. they can then up the score. And the gap, they like it can never bring your score down, but it can bring it up. So mm. okay. yeah. So if I like because I did, I got passes. Let's just say I got passes in all my exams, <laughs> but I did really good in the gap score. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> makes sense to me because you're you're very intelligent, but you're not very uh, what's the like. What's the best way to describe you? This is an actual this is an actual frame in my mind of why I get shit grades at higher school. Because it's like Adam Gilchrist is a wicket keeper. He just caught the ball and he throws the ball into the air. He did it at this speed and this much, and he used this, and I'm like, oh, so it's this calculation, and I'm like, Bullshit, Adam Gilchrist could only throw the ball four metres into the air. And I changed the <laughs> equation, so he threw it 16 metres into the air. And I'm like, Gilchrist throws the ball 16 metres into the air. And they're like, you got the, you have the right answer there, but I can only give you like a quarter of a mark because I feel you're like, sorry for you. You're like bottled lightning, but the, the bottle has a lot of cracks in it. Yeah. So it, it can't really hold it properly. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just rattling and shaking and flies off the table and it's still in there though. <laughs> it's great. I just can't rely on it and just have great people around me to help direct that thunder into a classic pinball of a machine that I call life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we're we're at we're we're at 
time and I think that's a brilliant place to stop the pinball machine of life. Is there any other pure gold questions that you had in there you wanted to throw at us just in the last five minutes? Uh, nah, the ones that I skipped over are not that great. I had the idea if the world was going to speak one language but it couldn't be English, what language would you pick? But I don't think that's that interesting a question. If you time travelled back to the hunter-gatherer era, how much do you think you could actually do? <laughs> that one's an interesting oh, one. Oh, wow. Almost Not much. Nothing. In the hunter-gatherer, <laughs> um, the, the only thing I can really comment on that is like potentially the um, or the ADD or ADHD gene in an environment like that can give you hyper-focus on um, – movement and motion in somewhat seemingly fields. So I reckon I would be able to like chase things and catch things really good. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny. I remember seeing a comic about this, basically this question, which was basically like, um, you know, all these people saying that I'd love to go back and I could tell them all this stuff. And I'd be like, God, because I know all the answers to everything that they wouldn't. But then it shows like this example version. And it's like, yeah, no, all you need to do is build an engine and you can drive around in a car. And they're like, oh, really? How do you build an engine? Oh. Um. <laughs> you know what? You know what, color? I reckon in evolutionary <laughs> history, I reckon I would be one of those great examples of like one of those humans that goes down in history is on like why you shouldn't do that thing and no one else ever does it. Again. <laughs> so is that like is that like the uh, the one like I'll be this remembered guy did this thing? Oh, wait, you're Icarus basically. You're just yeah. The, you're Icarus. You're the adage. <laughs> Hot air balloon. I reckon that's something that like that I could invent in the hunter gatherer area. Like, I couldn't invent a computer. I don't know how to drill for oil. I don't even know how to make steel. But I think I could possibly make a hot air balloon. Yeah. Nice. I think if... I think if That's I... A- um, uh, if they could figure out gunpowder, I could design a gun. Oh, that's <laughs> a pretty big if. But you, what's gunpowder? Like, how are do you, you in, find are you in China? No, that's like, am I in China with fireworks, right? Where like they have no. them already. This if I'm not, then no, I'm not. Pre civilization. My dad made a gun back <laughs> in the day. They made like a little pipe gun back in the day that shot fishing sinkers through phone books. Get one of those potato cannons. But yeah, but it's a mini. Gun. But the mini ones, you just make a mini like metal pipe version. You just like, but then you need to know how to make metal. I don't know how to make metal. But I feel like theoretically you could at least go and talk to people who are starting to mess with things and say, oh, I'm pretty sure it's meant to work like this. And you might actually give them some breakthroughs. Yeah, yeah. This if, if kind you could of go to... It's just connect. can we connect these dots? Yeah, you go to <laughs> smart people and you're like, I know for a fact that this is possible. Please direct your energy here. And I'm pretty sure this leads to, like flight, right? Like I know enough about flight dynamics that when they're starting to work on it, it's like, well, this is what happens in my time. Mm. <laughs> I don't quite know how to do that perfectly, but this is kind of the idea. And then smart people of those periods would be like, ah, yes, indubitably, this is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my last story is I definitely would have eaten something that would have killed me because a couple of years ago, I like, was crossing the road and I found the rock on the ground. And I, like, picked it up, and I'm like, this rock is cool, and instinctually, like, tapped it on my tooth and licked it to see what sort of, like, <laughs> rock it was. And then and then the weirdest thing was, later that day, I was like, hey, I had a girlfriend at the time. I'm like, hey, Tiff, like, you know, you, you take this rock. And she's like, oh, yeah, 
And she fucking licked it and did the same thing as me. I'm like, you fucking weirdo. But I mean, that's the thing. You're not the only crazy person. Yeah. (laughs) That's not crazy though. That's a strong human instinct. Like toddlers do that constantly. They put everything in their mouths. It's a good way to get more information about the world. It's It's not the safest thing to do. It's not the safest. (laughs) I did find out what type of rock it was and the minerals that are in it based on its taste. Like it's not, I'm not completely insane, you know. Mm. You know, rocks are made of salts and stuff. You know, you can taste it. That's why, like, when you have, like, volcanic rock. What is it? I forget what it's called. Anyway, volcanic rock yes. makes um, – but it makes um, – it tastes like egg. Oh, yeah, like bolsa, bas- yeah, yeah, sulfate. Sulfate. If you get sulfate, sulfic yeah. rock, it literally is salt that smells like egg farts. Do you think, do you think Venus is just a big egg then? No, it's a big egg fart, Daniel. <laughs> it's a big egg fart. Acidic egg fart. You do not want to smell that place, man. It it will smell like every single one of your farts simultaneously erupting in a shower at the same time as you being pressed in a vacuum inside it. <laughs> that is Venus. You, it's Daniel. Just, it's just the fart sphere. <laughs> I wish we'd finished the episode five minutes ago instead of on this. <laughs> the fart sphere. From pinballs to fart <laughs> oh, fantastic. Universe is nothing ending. but a pinball machine smacking fart spheres around through space oh. into This is the better ending. This is the better ending. All right. So thank you for thank you for guiding us through these wonderful questions. Uh and um it's been a great time rambling about virtually nothing for an hour. Fun episode. Fun episode. <laughs> and uh, hopefully next week I will have another guest or something and we can um, talk about something intelligent. But this was really fun. And um, so I am signing out. My name has been Daniel. I've been Carla. And I've been intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> See you all next week.